Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is going to change the way you view everything. And I know that's an extraordinary statement, but it is uh, it is worth having this knowledge when you hear anything about policy or opinion polls or anything. YouGov, which is one of your top-tier polling groups, polled people on a number of things with the question of, if you had to guess... What percentage of American adults dot, dot, dot? And I'll hit you with the headline first before we go through it. Americans overestimate the size of minority groups and underestimate the size of majority groups regularly. And you know that this has policy implications. Very top of the list, where people get it the most wrong, perhaps. If you had to guess, what percentage of American adults have a household income over $1 million? Americans guess it's about 20%. So Americans guess that about one out of five households have an income over a $1 million. Yeah, not, not net worth, annual income. The real number 
if you're going to round to the closest number, is 0%. Because it's like point zero one or something like that. If you're going to round it, it's easily 0%. So Americans think it's one out of five households. It's actually none, statistically. Um, and so when you get Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or whoever, you know, bitching and moaning about all the rich not paying their fair share and this is why we got all the problems, well, yeah, you're picturing there's way more people out there with money than you think. Oh, and, and folks, you ain't heard nothing yet. Well, it's to stay on the money thing, have a household income over a half million dollars. People guess 26% when the real number is 1%. Wow. Not I'm even sorry. Close. I just didn't know. <laughs> to uh, cultural issues that get so much attention. What percentage of Americans are transgender? Well, I'll, I'll ask the question as it was asked exactly by the pollsters. If you had to guess, what percentage of American adults are transgender? People guessed 21%. I'm just astounded by that. I, I can't believe that. Well, I think, like I said earlier, for whatever reason, I was obsessed with the Almanac as a kid. I always wanted to know, like, you know, what percentage of this or that? What's the number of that? I mean, so I could try to make sense of the world. And sure. I, I didn't know I was preparing myself for a life of doing this. But so I could make sense of the world, I needed to know facts. I couldn't just be guessing on these things. Yeah, but come on, you one percent out of five as you walk, work your way through life every day. One percent out of five changed their sex. Well, what the hell? I know that doesn't make any sense, but if you're if you're following news and conversation and Twitter and that sort of thing, surely we wouldn't be having this level of discourse about transgender bathrooms and and uh, and swimmers and uh, kids in school and all these different sorts of things if it wasn't a pretty high number, right? But so people guess twenty one percent. The real number wow. is one percent. I I mean, that's amazing. I'm surprised it's that high. People don't understand religion at all. What percentage of Americans are Muslim, would you guess? People guess 27. The real number is one. What percentage of Americans are Jewish? People guess 30%. The real number is two. Now, I remember specifically looking that one up as a kid and being shocked by it because, um, you know, as I was watching whatever sitcoms I was watching, whether it was All in the Family or whatever, there's always... Jewish characters on the show, and they're always talking about, you know, making jokes about Yiddish and that sort of stuff that I never got. And so I and 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 I thought, you know, that's funny. I don't know anybody that's Jewish. There's no there's not a Jewish person in this town as far as I know. And so I remember looking that up and being shocked to find out the actual population of, of Jewish people in America is two percent and it's heavily focused in New York and a couple other places. But right, people in get, short the media centers, yeah. Yep. So people guessed thirty percent when the actual number is two. Um, this one is astounding. I, I I hate to be as judgmental as Joe is likely to be on the intelligence of people. Oh, I'm ready. If you had to guess, what percentage of American adults live in New York City? <laughs> people guess 30%. Now, if you have even the slightest idea of what our population is, around 300 million, so you believe 100 million people live in New York City? The real number is 3%. But it's because, once again, every sitcom I watched as a kid was centered in New York. Every Every news show. Every news show. Saturday Night Live. Anything I watched was centered in New York all the time. 
But as I asked earlier, have they never heard of Los Angeles and like San Francisco, Chicago? Perhaps you've heard of it. How could the third of the people in America be die? Oh, just or, people are stupid. Or the half of the country that doesn't live in any of those cities uh, or live in any cities at all. Well, right, right. God, the depth of ignorance is shocking. What if you had to guess what percentage of American adults are gay or lesbian? People guess 30 percent. Oh, well, every sitcom you watch has got one or more character that's gay, so you might come to that conclusion. The real number is 3%. So get, people think it's 30, but it's actually 3. That's actually a tad lower than some numbers I've heard of late, but uh, it is definitely uh, single digits. What percentage of Americans are members of a union? People guess 36%. Union's very powerful. Lots of people in unions. The real number is 4%. Wow. What percentage of people are vegan or vegetarian? People guess it's about a third. It's five. Uh, These are important. What percentage of Americans are Asian? People think it's 29%. It's six. What percentage of Americans are black? People think it's 41%. It's 12. Holy cow. I thought that is like the best known racial ethnic stat in America. 40%. Wow. Wow. Whoa. What percent of people own a gun? I thought this was kind of interesting. People guessed 54%. It's a third. It's up Hmm. a lot from what it used to be. But people think over half, and it's a third. Um, I think this one's important. What percentage of people have at least a college degree? People guessed almost half when it's a third. So if, if, if the average person thinks... That, yeah, my neighbors probably make a million dollars a year and have a, have a college degree when that's highly unlikely. No wonder populism works so well in grievance politics. Well, at least those last couple of stats weren't like 10 times, 15 times, 20 times off. Or in the one stat, 26 times, uh, you know, more than they thought or less than they thought. Good Lord, how do you design policy? All those people out there are not making a million dollars a year. <laughs> And live in New York. I was just reading how, you know, the great labor shortage, the great uh, resignation, and nobody's, everybody's hiring, nobody can find workers. Exactly. Those who had any workers, they're all out with the Omicron now. So the economy's taking it into your tender parts again. I have been really good at not blaming anybody for poor service, but I'm getting pretty damn tired of it. Man, the service sucks at so many places. I mean, it's just awful. I'm, and and it's nobody's fault, so I haven't taken it out on anybody. The, the the waiters and waitresses that did show up, the clerks at the store that did show up, you know, they're doing their best. There's half of them, as many as they're supposed to be. The people answering the phone when you call the business and you can't freaking get a human being for like a day. Uh, but man, it's it's awful right now. What, how long will it take before that ever gets better? Well, Have you considered being good at your jobs? Well, well, it's, but uh, to say that to the manager or something. Hey, you know, I got to tell you, the service here has been really substandard. He'd say, I know. It's like walking into a town decimated by a tornado and you tell him, your architecture around here is terrible. A lot of rubble. All I'm seeing is rubble. (laughs) A lot of rubble in this town. Yeah, we know. We've been hit by a disaster not of our making. Thanks for reminding us. Hey, it took me a little longer to get a refill on my Sprite than I appreciate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're barely open, you asshat. (laughs) And that's when he beat him down. With a spatula. Exactly. Which takes a while.
was funny last night. I, I mentioned so we're at a restaurant, and I get into the topic of whether or not Pluto's a planet with my uh, with my ten year old Henry. So, um, waitress comes over, brings us our food uh, surprisingly fast. She sets it down, and I said, "Everybody okay?" I said, "Yeah, we're just having a discussion of whether or not Pluto's a planet." She said, "Oh, good." And Henry started into a little uh, little rant about whether or not Pluto's a planet, and she was trying to be super polite and pay attention to the bright eyed, charming little ten year old who's clearly interested in something scientific. But I could right. see on her face was, "I got like nineteen tables. I can't <laughs> listen to you talk about oh. talk about planets." Oh. She's smiling and kind of slowly taking steps backwards as he keeps talking. <laughs> Oh, Boy, very gosh. nice of her to uh, to uh, patronize him that way. Oh, sweetheart, I hope you tipped her liberally. I did. I did. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I forewarned you. Let's go, Brandon. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Cultures and subcultures. Yeah. Which is a, a beautiful lead into a brief discussion I want to have about the latest mass killing in the United States and the reaction to it. That would be in downtown Sacramento, California, the state capital, and indeed where the Armstrong and Getty show was launched many, many, many moons ago. We hours of the morning, clubs letting out, uh, fighter ups, a bunch of people start shooting each other, and six people dead. Uh, double that number hurt. Uh, a couple of thoughts. First of all, Sacramento Bee, which is the paper of record. It's a liberal paper in that fine city. The headline is, California has the toughest U.S. gun laws. After Sacramento shooting, what else can lawmakers do? And they go into the list of things that are banned, the crackdowns, the the, uh, the permits you have to have to buy ammo, the, 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 yeah, the ghost guns. Blah, blah. I don't have much ammo because I've never gotten my birth certificate and all the stuff I need to get together to go to Big Five and register to buy ammo. But the, the guy downtown who wanted to murder a bunch of people, though, found a way around that. So you've affected me, but not him. Uh, that him is them, by the way. Multiple shooters. Yeah, multiple people with guns and a will to uh, to use them. Uh, quick note uh, from a fellow who was downtown before the shooting, but uh, well after the sun went down. He was at an event at a hotel in the area, and he says, During the short walk back to the parking garage, the people and their behaviors that we encountered would make most people not want to have anything to do with downtown at night. The displays of threatening behavior were unnerving. Uh, then he addresses the mayor. You need to take a hard look at the city, blah, blah, blah. But to get back to the, the Sacramento Bee thing, because around here, we are not about whipping up the base or uh, pandering to our listeners or, or or that sort of thing. We're about you know talking about solutions that we think are realistic. And the question of California has the strictest gun laws in America. What else can be done? A couple of very simple bits of reasoning that anybody can grasp, and I don't think anybody can refute. Number one, the obvious one. The greatest prohibition in humankind, and it's it's ancient, is against the unlawful taking of another life. Murder is the great, great prohibition. From ancient times to today, with the harshest of penalties and universal acceptance, there is perhaps no principle held more universally on earth than you don't get to murder people. And these people are more than willing to violate that prohibition. 
They do so willingly, some of them enthusiastically. Okay, so what in the name of heaven makes you think that they would uh, observe some class three felony uh, possession of a firearm law or some misdemeanor or something like that? What in the name of heaven makes you think the murderous would give a damn? I hear you. I hear you. You think you're ahead of me. Who's ahead of who? Let's find out. You're saying, well, we got to get all the guns off the street. There are too many guns on the streets. There are too many guns in America. Okay, I can solve that one for you, too. Number one, a massive buyback program, which would be just monumentally expensive. And that would take care of about, I don't know, maybe 15% of the problem. Here's the rest of your solution. And this is undeniable. Stop and frisk everybody on the streets. Draconian penalties for unlawful possession of a firearm. Felon in possession of a firearm, 40 years, 30 years, something like that. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I hear you, my lefty friends. I hear you. Wait a minute. Mass incarceration is a problem, not a solution. Stop and frisk is unconstitutional. It's intrusive. It targets minorities. That's Okay, so you tell me how you're going to get the thousands and thousands and thousands of guns off the street. You have no solution. All you do is is shout about passing new gun laws, which if if the felons knew they existed, they would guffaw at them. That's your solution? Cut it out. Yeah, uh, it's interesting when the gun laws don't stop these mass shootings that there's always a call for more of them. As opposed to recognizing that they're they're not they're clearly not the answer, right? Right. You want to uh, you want to affect mass shootings, and, and interestingly enough, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, was talking about this. She was talking about how the giant explosion in carjackings, which often turn violent, or they begin with the violence of a gun in your face, are uh, about unloved youths. That's a quote. It's mostly teenagers who do this. And so she said, yeah, these kids are adrift. They don't, they have no priorities in life. They're not loved. They're not cared after. Okay. So let's talk about keeping the family intact. Let's talk about raising children. Let's, let's deal with the utter failure of the American welfare state. I have a different study over here. We can talk about later how uh, uh, the intact black family has crumbled since the institution of the welfare state, black educational achievement, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, uh incomes. Uh, you know, marriage, drug use. There are just so many statistics. It's because the government as daddy doesn't work. It's a miserable failure. And we have a culture, and nobody wants to talk about this. We have a culture where it's seen as acceptable to use deadly violence to settle minor disputes. That is the problem. You know, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Governor, all you legislators, all you activists, you have a culture of murder deal with it openly honestly and aggressively or again stop wasting my time talking about adding a 12th law to the 11th that the murderers have already violated yeah there's always talk every time there's a shooting about the gun culture but not the other part of the culture right because uh, guns have been available for a very very long time but it's a fairly recent invention the idea that i'm going to go shoot up my school or shoot up the nightclub or whatever Right. Yeah, I have plenty of guns. I have no murderous intent. Why is that? Is that worth at least considering? And I like this note from Matt, uh, going back to a little email. Uh, In the hours following that late night slaughter, every local headline speech from officials decried gun violence 
Are we all sick of this misdirection? Was 9-11 airplane violence? When a madman rams a car into a crowd, it's not called SUV violence. If this rampage were done with a punk with a machete, no brave leaders would be decrying blade violence. Gun violence is a misdirection from people with some alternate agenda. Uh, how about you, uh, city officials, news stations, shut up until you want to talk about the real problems? Clearly, I agree. Thanks, Matt. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong, he's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. Are you tired of gulping down the lying filth of the mainstream media? Yeah, we are, too. We try to tell you the truth every single day. Gulping down lying filth. Wow. Nobody wants to sound dumb. Our goal is to help you not sound dumb. We'll inform you, and it'll be fun at the same time. You have to choose between entertainment and information. Combine them both with the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Four episodes available every day via the iHeartRadio app or wherever you download your podcasts. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. I want a personal privilege. Don't get brazen with me. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I have three stories for you. Uh, getting back to the theme of, I, I don't know what to call the great masses of people who are often good, decent people, but they're fairly unsophisticated and, and just, you know, I, I don't even like to talk about it because I don't want to come off as pretentious. But I have one story for the unwashed masses who think Larry the Cable Guy who is is a, an equal to Shakespeare. Hmm. Then I have kind of a middle brow story. Larry the Cable Guy is way funnier than Bob Saget was on America's Home Videos. I can't put them in oh, the same category. please. Not even close. Larry the Cable Guy is freaking hilarious, honestly. But he's not, you know, equal to Shakespeare. Correct. Anyway. Uh, so here's your three stories. We're going to work, work up from you don't have to bring many brain cells at all to a little more intellectual, okay? I'm just going to read this from the New York Post, okay? Britney Spears showed off her butt in a series of sizzling hot photos shared on Instagram Sunday night. I saw that. What a weird aspect of her personality. She, she put the ass back in aspect, huh? Am I wrong? <laughs> so she gets Come on, her kids folks, a tough audience tonight. Come on. She she gets her money and her kids back and she shows the world that she's, you know, ready to be an adult 40-year-old mother of several children by constantly showing herself naked in Instagram pics. It's weird. Booty time, the superstar age 40 wrote. Well, number one, Brittany, any time is booty time. Secondly, if she doesn't have the most toned 40-year-old backside in America, she's in the very, very top tier. I congratulate her for that. Well, okay. I'm, tempted. History. I'm tempted to take a picture of my own bare bottom. Oh, Lord. And and use a Facetune and show you what I can do with just the tiniest amount of amateur adjustment ah. to make it look like I'm as fit as her. It's, ah. not, hard. it's not hard to do. Great point. Great point. You got me. All right, let's move up in intellectual classes just a little bit here for this next story. You know, transgender University of Pennsylvania swimmer Leah Thomas, who was beating all the biological women and setting records and beating them by astounding. Well, not astounding. She's physically, to a large extent, a dude. Uh, uh, beating her competitors by uh, laughable margins. Well, she actually whooped up on uh, the the girls in several events, but then lost twice to a transgender competitor, Itzhak Hennig of Yale, in a three-way meet. Interestingly, Hennig is heading the other direction, from gal to guy. 
Oh, really? Has not taken the hormones yet, but has had his breasts removed? You know, I'm I, the whole his, her, he, him, she thing. We'll if get you fired if you get it wrong. Well, I and I come at this with the greatest respect. Uh, Hennig has delayed hormone treatments to finish his career on Yale's women's team. So, according to the very responsible uh, write-up here that I'm reading from, you refer to him as he, even as he competes against girls in women's swimming. And arguably, you know, from a biological point of view, she is more accurate than he at this point. If you don't think what you identify as is rock solid enough to use as, you know, the basis of what word you use. You know, one of the problems I have with this is um, if, uh, um, God, I I don't always get the terms right, and I really worry about, you know, causing us great problems. And I'm I'm not trying to be dismissive or mean-spirited. I just... I have trouble keeping it straight in my head. So the 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 swimmer that's been winning so many swim meets, yes, who used to be a dude who is now a woman, yes, the pen the pen person, right, but still brings male phys- physiology to the pool, yes. So they don't always win. Gets to be an argument for the other side, and that that drives it's me ridiculous. crazy. So you didn't win every single time against every woman on earth. Then it's okay. That that doesn't make any sense to me. No, that's idiotic. Well, it's it gets used regularly, though. I know it does, and it's idiotic. Yeah, it's a commonly heard argument. So, uh, a couple of quotes worth noting: um, this uh, this uh, gal on the way to being a guy uh, actually beat Leah Thomas, the former guy, in a couple of events, and to celebrate, pulled down the top of. His swimsuit shocking some parents at the meet. I'll bet. Why he's had his breasts removed as he swims against women. I'm telling you, I'm tying myself in knots. Uh, says one UPenn parent who wanted to remain anonymous. I wasn't prepared for that. Everything is messed up. I can't wrap my head around this. The NCAA needs to do something about this. They need to put science in the decision and the uh, discussion. Another parent said, a man just crushed the women's team. Um, And then there's one quote from this Hennig, uh, um, I can't remember, fellow, um, blah, blah, blah. Let me scroll down to the quote. Sorry. As a student athlete, coming out as a trans guy put me in a weird position. I could start hormones to align myself with myself more or wait, transition socially, and keep competing on the women's swim team. I decided on the latter, he wrote in an opinion piece. I value my contributions to the team and recognize that my boyhood doesn't hinge on whether there's more or less testosterone running through my veins. At least that's what I'll try to remember when I put on the women's swimsuit for the competition and am reminded of a self I no longer feel attached to. I'm fine with all of that, except for the competing part. All right. the other stuff is fine. You 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 feel like you're actually a woman in the one case or a man in the other case, and you want to live what you think you are, and all. And I'm fine with all of that. Right. I believe that exists. I'm I'm not arguing that. But why we can't figure out this sports thing? 
when I think that 90% of us at least are in agreement, why oh, we least. can't figure this out? I still say it's going to take a major Olympic event on the world stage to finally force the world to deal with this. Because everybody else is afraid of it on the lower levels and thinks, you know what? We're going to allow it here in college swimming or pole vaulting or high school track or whatever because we're not going to fight that fight and die on that hill. But at some point, it's going to have to be dealt with, I think, when it gets to a high level. Well, USA swimming official Cynthia Millen said, quote, it was grossly unfair for biological men to compete with women. Uh, So there are some people calling out the emperor for having no clothes, as it were, but uh, not many for the reasons that you... Um, you know, quite accurately described. Uh, yeah, it's going to take something outrageous, and the world's going to quickly realize. And again, with the the whole transgender topic, not children. Don't rush children into anything. And you can't compete in women's sports. Other than that, live your life. Be happy. Sure. You know, God bless you. And you um, change your name crazy. and your gender, I will call you by whatever you want to be called. Doesn't bother me. Now, I had an, a highbrow story, but we've run out of time for that maybe a little bit later on. We okay. got Britney Spears' butt and transgender swimmers in. If that's not enough for you, we apologize. I am going to take a picture of my of me naked from behind like Britney oh, did today. Oh, God. And then I'm going to alter it through the most available software and show you how easy it is to do. And I'll look great. It won't look like me. Okay. All right. How about you do it like with your face instead? I don't want to be hurtful, but nobody wants to see your ass at this point. I'm not going to wear it. Well, not not very many people ever wanted to see it. (laughs) Um, Right. Let alone it now. Right. Uh, I'm not going to wear the same red thong that Britney wore. Why not, coward? I suppose I could. Do you own one? (laughs) No, I'd have to get one. Thank you. Really? Really? (laughs) Got some nice boy shorts there, cutie? Do you? Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. My New Year's resolution is to not have a sucky life anymore. I don't know how much of that I can control. Got to be some of it. Of course, your life is your life. Outside of people in in, uh, refugee camps in Syria, my life sucked pretty hard last year. And um, so one of one of my ideas is this. Like, I just came across this story. Twins born 15 minutes apart, but in different years. And it's the sort of story I can see them doing on uh, TV news and everybody just laughing about it. Oh, amazing. Oh, twins, but different years. Oh. And I was talking to my brother about this sort of thing. And um, because it started with this. So he's walking down the hallway in this hotel we're at, and he sees one old guy say to another old guy getting on the elevator, See you next year. This is on New Year's Eve. And they both throw back their heads and laugh like crazy. (laughs) Wow. They missed that one in second grade, apparently. But I said to my brother, I said, I've been mocking that sort of crap my whole life. But who's happier, them or me? They're clearly happier than I am. Clearly. So I need to adopt twins born 15 minutes apart on different years. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? I need to adopt twins. That, when somebody says, I got a case of the Mondays, I need to just lay on the floor and roll around laughing. Or if somebody says, thank God it's Friday, I need to high five them and we chest bump. So you're going to become an idiot. That's your New Year's resolution. Well, 
I know is this. Those people are clearly happier than me. Oh, uh, everything I've been doing in my attitude has got me to this age being freaking miserable all the time. So it's not working. Mm. So I've got to go with I got to go with that. Huh? Hard Jeez. working harder hardly working. Ah! <laughs> oh, you idiot. And I'll just oh, lay my. on the floor and turn beet red I laugh so hard. I think you may have a bit of the zebra who wishes he was a racehorse syndrome. You're a zebra. There you you've got a certain amount of play within your zebrahood. I I think about this sort of stuff a fair amount. I was thinking about it walking the, uh, my dog during the break. That that I I do need to look for the positive. Okay, I need to be grateful. I need to you know have glasses half full because you know one of the reasons I'm decent at my job is I figure out what's going on on and ought to be different, and I try to find solutions to it. I am I am not content. If I was ever content, I couldn't show up and do this. On the other hand, you know, you have 10, 15, 20% play within your personality. You're never going to be guffaws at thank God it's Friday guy. High five, chest bump. <laughs> yes, it's Friday. Yeah. I'd pay a dollar to see that. Uh, but did you tell, yeah, yeah, look for the positive, I guess. How's it going? It's Monday. I heard that. Damn right I heard that. Woo! <laughs> Boy, there's a lot of whooping in your new world, your new I, identity. I don't know how to do it very well. But I, uh, <laughs> I mean, just, just from a st- statistical observation standpoint, who's happier, them or me? They are. Yes. So I need to do what they do. I need to laugh at that sort of stuff. Huh? If yeah. so, next New Year's Eve, if somebody says, see you next year, oh, my God, I'll be crying with laughter. <laughs> It is clever. It's tomorrow yet at if next year. It sounds like a long time, but it's not. <laughs> exactly. That is the root of the joke. Uh, I need to embrace those things because not embracing them is clearly not working for me. Oh, boy. Well, I, I who am I to poo-poo on another man's resolution? <laughs> Oh, that reminds me. I'm 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 uh, doing a dry January thing, not because huh. it's like hip or a trend or anything like that. It's because it's a good idea. Because you know, I, I'm a I'm a drinking man. I'm a man who enjoys his uh, his uh, his sauce. Um, but it's uh, you know, studies have shown that it's really really good for your liver. Uh, two weeks is good. A month is better. Makes sense. Uh, occasionally take a break. Um, not only that, but for uh, I I readily admit. You know, I make jokes about, uh, I've only had one drink. I can still remember my problems. There's an anesthetizing effect to alcohol. I've, it, I've noticed that. If, if you're not careful, it will help you not deal with things you ought to be dealing with. But this Is this year, in the positive column or the negative column? You're saying it with a voice that sounds like in the negative column. I always thought that was in the positive column. Well, <laughs> it depends. It just depends. The, the degree and the longevity of it. But anyway... This year, I'm feeling much better about it. It occurred to me, and and guys, who, gals who've dealt with sobriety and then whatever program or whatever are going to say, duh, this is ABC123 stuff. But it occurred to me to not look at it as not drinking. This month, I am going to be exploring sobriety. There you go. Exploring to, the real world. Well, as it is. That's a little judgmental. Now you're now you're criticizing my hobbies. <laughs> anyway, no exploring. What can I get done at eight thirty at night? 
that I would not have done mm. when I was a couple of glasses of wine in. I see what you mean. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, true. Um, you know, what's it's, uh, how much can I exercise? How good can I be at my job? Let's find out. This is interesting. And, you know, I have several creative projects I want to work on. My New Year's resolution, which I uh, mentioned earlier, is I'm embracing the five-minute rule. There's a project, but it seems overwhelming. I, I, I'm, an, I'm an overthinker. So I'm thinking, oh, well, will it be good? Will it take too long? It could go this direction, that direction. No, don't do that. Say, I'm going to spend five minutes on it. I'm going to sit down. I am going to work on it for five minutes. And if at the end of five minutes I got nothing, I'm leaving. Don't obligate myself to taking on the whole, you know, Mount Everest. Just climb for five minutes. And so, you know, that, if you're not having a nice bourbon or something, um, it's easier to do. Oh, I'm reading a lot more, too. If I have a couple of drinks, I don't retain what I read. And so now I'm plowing through several books, which are absolutely wonderful. So instead of thinking of not drinking, I'm thinking of, you know, trying other stuff and seeing how it goes. It's the, exciting. The dry January thing seems like it makes way more sense than than a lot of New Year's resolutions that are, in theory, a commitment to an entirely new lifestyle, which how mm-hmm. many people can commit to a new lifestyle of any kind, whether it's eating, exercising, whatever the hell it is going to be, you know, stop procrastinating, whatever it is. How many people can do that? But the idea of I'm going to one month, I'm going to do this, that that's that's doable. Well, it's kind of a, a different version of the five minute rule, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I'm not going to be disciplined and whatever for the rest of my life. I'm going to try it for a month and see what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that that reminds me. So I uh, I was looking at the, the, this. The, this is a bad idea, but uh, uh, and uh, my New Year's resolution of not have a sucky life is probably too broad. But uh, <laughs> um, there was some. Uh, it was like one of your online herb things. You know, it's almost certainly fraud. And and nothing and and I know that, but I was just for fun, uh, like taking their little quiz to see if you have this or that, and maybe you could benefit from our herb, magic herb that's going to change your life that probably costs a whole bunch and it's nothing. Sure, but I was going through their question, and some of them were were hilarious in that your questions on whether or not you could benefit from exasperan. Exasperan might be right for you. Um, are you having trouble gaining weight? Or are you losing weight? I like when they they'd ask the both sides of every question. Right. You're sleeping right. too much, having trouble sleeping. So no matter what I say, this is going to be the right drug, I'm guessing. It's, that's kind of funny. But a couple of them were really a weight, uh, weight loss difficulty or weight gain problem or whatever. Um, slow ankle reflex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you suffer from that? Oh, I'm telling you, I, I like my whole leg moves, but not my ankle, and I fall down. Just over and over again. Have you ever heard that before? Is that a thing? <laughs> no. This is the first time supposed to in rank, my entire life. I was supposed to rank on a scale of one to three how much that's a problem in my life. Slow ankle reflex. And then this one. And what are you are, asking your ankle to do? I don't know. What is it reacting to? <laughs> An and, insult from your knee? And, you. and then this one. I realize this is a coarse term that I never say because oh, I don't boy. like this term. Oh, boy. But on a scale of one to three, do you have a problem with thinning pubic hair? <laughs> what? Scale of one to three. <laughs> is that is that a thing? Again, boy, that this combined, is a first. That combined with my slow ankle reflexes, and I just <laughs> I don't know how I get through the day. Well, I've taken to wearing a ball cap on my genitals because... 
You know, I'm ashamed of my thinning hair. Let me limp on over with my slow ankle <laughs> reflex and show you my thinning hair. No, I just, I don't know if I'm going to try that drug. Wow, I have, uh, <laughs> you got to give him points for originality. I've never yeah, exactly. heard of either of those. <laughs> exactly. Slow ankle, I don't know. What do you, how do you test that? They seem fine. I'm wiggling my feet right now. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.